BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for Health Aid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst quenching, uh, great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors pink lady apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. It made your tummy feel good. That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 309, episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Come on, Jack. Guess. Guess? guess one of them. Yeah, guess one. You just want one me to is, guess? One is a something that Seems is... Seems like we're two, two full weeks out from Halloween. Yeah, but there's Maybe one. There's okay. one. There's one food that gets a day to day. That is just like a. It's just like a food that everyone eats. It's a food, and it was stolen Bananas. by the Italians from pasta. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's National Pasta Day. Hey. National Mulligan Day. Uh, let's see. Oh no! Pro Life Day of Silence. Are no sir. Mm-hmm. Not going to do no, that one. You. But we will no, do this. You. Black Poetry Day. There National Pharmacy Technician Day. Shout out to my the homie at the pharmacy that cooks up their homebrew Wegovi for people in the community. Uh, and also National Edge Day, which I believe is for the straight edge people out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not for people who are edging sexually. No, no, no. This is for straight edge. Although day. you guys can always do your thing. You know, we're yeah, not. Yeah, we're yeah. not getting. You don't need way. a day to do yeah. to, to to do whatever you need to do to feel good. <laughs> whatever it is you do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka He Got Legs. That it seems to me reminds me of childhood. 
memories <laughs> lying to my mom that's not piss it's italian ice whoa sweet jack o'brien uh, that is courtesy of Lacaroni on the discord how did you find out are you talking to my mom about water ice ma water ice it's just water, water ice, ice ma. melted yeah, I went on that roller coaster and came off, and <laughs> it's just water ice on my Dang pants. Dang, water ice all over my pants. Dang it. Uh, anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles Gray, a.k.a. You gotta Venmo me. You gotta <laughs> Venmo me. When eggs ain't that cheap, just remember that I got you next week. 20 bones will be sweet because you got to. I thought I knew the melody of this one, but hey, it's, it's just enough to get you started that you got to Venmo me. Shout out to Rando Dixon Art. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, eggs are pretty. They, they're kind of going up and down. Gas, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to shout out to plug-in hybrid vehicles. To yeah, save you that sweet sweet dough. Shout out to Randy Newman for uh, being able to stay on. Is on he still meter. alive? You know, that's the one where I'm like, it could be a mulligan. Yeah, or it could go or not a mulligan, <laughs> but it could be a push. It could go either way with me. Truly could. He's alive. Great, and alive yeah, in seventy nine. Like, good shout out to him. I did not like when Suzanne Summers passed RIP. I w- I was like, oh, oh yeah. damn, I thought never mind. Okay. <laughs> Miles, we are thrilled to be joined by an acclaimed wildlife ecologist and conservationist who specializes yes, yes. in researching how human activity influences the behavior of wild animals. Mm-hmm. She's a TV host and the host of the PBS Nature podcast. Going Wild with Dr. Ray Wing Grant, which makes sense because she is Dr. Ray Wing Grant! Dr. Ray! I'm here, I'm here. Welcome back. Thank you. My favorite place to be. Oh, Oh come on now. Come on now. Really? We love having you. So many memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We loved having you last time and we're like, now that we're talking to experts, let's talk to it. Let's really dig into it. talk to a real expert. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, spend yeah, some yeah. time doing some research and like just, you know, really square up, make ourselves seem extremely smart. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. We put all Miles and I put our brains together and have put together a list of some of the hardest hitting science based, deeply yeah. researched. Yeah. Science-based questions uh, in your area of expertise. Yeah. This is like my oral uh, exams right. all over again. Yeah, yeah, it is. It yeah, is. Exactly. And this is on, and it's going to be on the record. Right, Just right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Stakes so, are high. Yeah, stakes yeah. incredibly high. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're going to get to that in a moment. But before we do, we still like to ask our guests, "What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are or what you're up to?" Oh. Well, I have something I hope this can um, kind of be the great equalizer, perhaps, because I'm a scientist, right? I'm an environmental scientist, a wildlife ecologist. I have all this expertise. Mm -hmm. And yet every so often I have to Google like the simpler things just to make sure that I'm explaining it correctly. So two weeks ago, I was with a film crew. I'm filming a television show. It's called Wild Kingdom. It's great. You can watch it. It's on NBC streaming on Peacock. And I was with the crew. Amazing and we plug were up top, we were in a place. I mean, Deft. you know, you gotta gotta <laughs> gotta sneak it in. Beautiful. We were in Texas. We we're in Central Texas in a place that has dinosaur footprints. Right, like mm-hmm. this part of Central Texas used to be an ocean, 
And then at the point that there were these dinosaurs, it was like more of a swamp and they sunk their giant feet into the mud. And then it just like there was a drought and they just solidified and they're still there. It's amazing. So I'm talking to the crew about dinosaurs. This is just like rural central Texas, too. Mm -hmm. And somehow we got into the topic of fossil fuels. And one of the producers on the show didn't know where fossil fuels came from. Like she didn't understand the word fossil. That's part of fossil. Right. So fossil fuels are like, you know, the gas you put in your car is a type of fossil fuel. Right. 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 It's what's contributing to climate change. And so I was explaining to her like, girl, yeah, it's when dinosaurs lived and then they died, their bodies decomposed and sunk into the earth. But because it's been millions of years, those decomposed dinosaur bodies have liquefied because it's so hot down there and turned into essentially like oil Goom. that we <laughs> drill up and use to put in our cars and use to, you know, power stuff. And we've, you know, contaminated the whole atmosphere because of it. And her mind was blown to the point that I started getting like a little bit concerned. I was like, am I lying about that? this? Is that well, right? So the what we would sometimes call fossils, <laughs> those slowly over a course of long decomposition became fuel? So let no. me just say I was right. I mean, I had to Google it because I was like, I mean, I study living animals, not right, the dead right, right. ones. But I mean, but that is accurate, right? So right. fossil fuels, like scientists throw that term around, politicians throw it around, but it's literally fossils. We have them because it's decomposed dinosaurs from under the earth. So like yeah. the gas you put in your car is dinosaur body gas right. that we drive and it combusts and, you know, makes always dinosaur go. body. Like it's not it's not like plant body or something. It, it's, it's, it's not plants. It's like it's decomposed animals. animal matter. So it's I like dinosaurs. It's like all those old crustaceans. And all. I mean, it's it's a bunch of stuff that used to live. One day humans will be that same liquefied substance and people could use us. How to come Wikipedia is oil to oil? Why does Wikipedia say it's plant? Are they I wrong? I think it's like they might or I might be wrong, but I believe it's like if it's plants, it's from those like ancient oceans, right? That like right, right, not like, not like, than, like not like you know the grass that died. Stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it's like so ancient. It's, if it's anything, it's all yeah. prehistoric from before there were people to take down the data of like how it all started and what decomposed. It's just like organic matter, right. but. It's a lot of it is like really big animals, like dinosaurs that died. Okay, so I have to apologize. Using their bodies. I have to apologize to the listeners. I've been calling fossil fuels dinosaur farts that were <laughs> yeah. just cooking dinosaur farts yeah. for our guests. So I cooking them. I always said. I said, yeah. What does that even <laughs> cooking huh? farts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cooking them to get our cars started. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's mm -hmm. the bodies, not the farts. Don't even I mean, I feel like that's like clickbaity yeah. enough. Like a yeah. lot of people, you know, you just hear this word over and over and you're just like, I guess that just means like dirty gases that go into the atmosphere. But it's like, mm -hmm. really? I mean, it was interesting to make the connection while looking at a dinosaur footprint and like marveling at it to be like, oh, I interact right. with dinosaurs all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're also Actually. like... You will have your comeuppance, dinosaurs. You will mm -hmm. help destroy mm -hmm. our Earth. <laughs> you remain relevant. Yeah. Ash, your remains ash, remain dinosaur relevant. fart to dinosaur fart, mm -hmm. as the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, I, my, how I would have searched that, uh, what you were just talking about, is how dinosaurs footprints Texas, because I <laughs> only talk to Google in the dumbest phrases possible. Yeah. But 
We were in Glen Rose, Texas. If you ever go there, you'll be astonished because there are legit huge dinosaur footprints. Like, and it's just, there's just out in the, in the community. It's just, it's this rural, rural part of central Texas that is like, you know, kind of. Oh, do they have like, like dinosaur statues there too and stuff? They have, yeah, they have big statues, like off the highway kind of statues, but it is the country. Like, it is like. It is not urban. It is a yeah. wild place, but it's just very accessible. So let me just For say, the, like, the dinosaur footprints are super accessible. You just like, kind of walk upon them. <laughs> really? I'm you looking know? at a uh, picture from the Smithsonian Magazine, and it has the dinosaur footprints. And then to make sure you know that it's Texas, somebody just dropped a cowboy hat on top of them. <laughs> for scale? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For scale. Yeah. Got to do that. Go. Yeah. Cowboy for hat for scale. scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many cowboy hats tall are you, Jack? If we're doing the Texas <laughs> measurement. That's right. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Oh, so this is an unpopular opinion, I think. Maybe not in this group, but overrated, especially right now, like all the pumpkin flavorings that we mm. see going on. I, mm-hmm. I think, okay, I know this. When I was a kid, I ate an entire pumpkin pie one Thanksgiving and I barfed everywhere. Whoa, and now wow. I can't even think about a pumpkin flavor without like getting nauseous. And so I can't, I can't handle it. So all yeah. the, you know, like no offense to all the pumpkin spice people. No, no, people. don't worry about it. Don't and I love it. me some, you know, apple cider or whatnot, but I just can't do the pumpkin flavor. I can't, I can't, I can't. Overrated. In my mm. opinion. It's wild how like one bad experience mm-hmm. can totally mm-hmm. mess you up. Like some sure. folks have that with candy corn, right? Like eat too much candy corn, oh, you can never eat it corn. again. I love. It. I didn't even eat too much. I just had one, and I was like, "This is disgusting and a joke." Yeah, so like I no need to eat, eat wax. For yeah, the hatefulness exactly. that anti candy corn, and I personally like candy corn and the little Good pumpkins because I like as much sugar. I like a sugar dense right. treat, and that that's just giving you pure sugar. Like sometimes you bite into it, and it just like dissolves into a pile of sugar yeah. in your mouth. Yeah, but. The, the hatefulness with which the candy corn people describe. Really divisive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just have a very strong opinion about what I want for Halloween. Mm-hmm. It has nothing. And, and I'm only looking at it through that prism. And I'm like, yeah. well, right. I hate this. So you're mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. give me chocolate. It's Otherwise, like the people who hand out fruit or something. You're like, oh. just, just don't open the door. Like, Maybe just fight you know? me instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to do that. Oh, a fucking yeah. apple? Okay, why don't you just why don't you just smack my mother that's with me? Yeah. <laughs> and then we can just get we can just get there a lot sooner, sir. No, I st- I do loose handfuls of loose candy corn in the kids' bags every year. That's just yeah, <laughs> just scatter it in sweaty with your sweaty palms <laughs> and all. Sweaty Some palms. stick to Some them. Sanitary. Some don't get yeah, off oh, your palms. My palm. hands are bright yellow and orange <laughs> by the time by the after <laughs> by the evening. No, that yeah, I never got candy corn in like. That was not a, a problem for me, like that people were giving out a significant amount of candy corn. I always associate candy corn with, you know, just being places where candy wouldn't normally be. Yeah, I, sure. I okay. don't think it's an appropriate replacement for like Reese's peanut butter cups, for instance. No, no. Right. Candy, candy corn is the, oh, I hit the CVS right before I came to your birthday. Type. Yeah candy like it has that energy it's like it's man, like, it's like at the me. like like at the secretary's <laughs> desk right like like in the main office at school yes. dish of like yeah corn. i think and my those, family yeah. just got like a bunch of candy corn and pumpkins one year and i was just feasting on them <laughs> and just having yeah. like, the pumpkins in particular they, they're filling 
They they're actually, so they're, fi- they're filling. Yeah, it's like it is meal. like the most sugar that you can get in like a single piece of candy. And wax. Like I yeah. keep saying, I'm like, it is made of wax, I think. Is yeah. it? I think it's like a I flavored. Mean, there's, there's dinosaur got earwax. Dinosaur earwax. Tell your kids, Jack. Tell flavor. your kids. Yeah. That's like the thing. I mean, yeah, the, whenever you have a bad experience and then you end up, you know, having to uh, vomit after, it does put you off. Like, and I'm not trying to cast aspersions, but one time I had like a, uh, something from Firehouse Subs. I can't eat oh. Firehouse Subs anymore. <laughs> and now we can't have them as a sponsor. <laughs> Sorry. And here's another one, Jack, I'm about to completely fuck Uh-oh. us over with. 99 bananas. I drank a whole bottle of 99 bananas brand liqueur and vomited everywhere. I can't even eat bananas anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. But a bottle, though. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, Some people said I, there was a mistake starting with 99 bananas, yeah. but I had to just, but it's, I had it's to the know. quantity also. And I misunderstood yeah. what you were describing when you said you ate 99 bananas and it made you sick. And I tried it myself and just ate 99 bananas <laughs> and it made me very sick. Yeah, but did. not sick it enough did. to not love bananas. I yeah. love them always and well, forever. Good for, good for you. Dr. Grant, what is something you think is underrated? Okay, this is like, this is a little eye-rolly, but this morning, okay, so I have a girlfriend who has four kids. Shout out to Dana if she's listening to this. And she knows how to run a house. Like she is, she's also an attorney. Like she's so skilled, but she knows how to like run a house. And I have two kids and am constantly like, feel like I'm a hot mess. So I reached out to my friend and I was like, how do I not like lose control by the beginning of the day every day? And she's like, (laughs) you have to wake up at 5 a.m. Like you have to. Oh, That's the only way. On. You you wake up at five a.m. You'll have enough time for yourself. Imagine that. Like you can take a shower and get dressed and be a person. You can like get a head start on the day. You can finish up any work you didn't finish the night before, and then you can be ready for the kid chaos. And then you can jump into your work day. And mm. I was like, "Girl, five though? Like that? Like <laughs> like we're old now. I don't know if I could do that." Anyway, so I've been putting this off. I've been procrastinating for weeks. And this morning I set my alarm. I woke up at five. I only hit the snooze button one time. Yeah. Okay. And I got up. And so what I'm saying is underrated is sunrise, right? Mm. Like watching the sunrise. I'm kind of like, this is underrated. This is so peaceful. Yeah. You know, like I'm like real groggy and not real happy. But as soon as like I get to experience sunrise and dawn, yeah. kind of yeah. like, wow, what a gift, what a blessing. You know, so I'm a new person. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But essentially, right. I'm a new person. <laughs> yeah, so I did that once. and I did, don't it, I did it once. And I'm here on your show to say. Yeah. Seeing the sunrise it. once. Yeah. Seeing the yeah. sunrise Underrated. one time. That sounds, that sounds nice. Yeah, it's just... I, I will get on a kick of like, I got to wake up before these kids because otherwise, like, they're just all over me. And I also have this thing I tell myself that they like have a sixth sense that when I'm awake, mm-hmm. they will also yeah. wake up. Right. I, right. That is a that is a rough couple hours to spend with a Parenting. wide awake yeah. five year old. Yeah. And what's going on? Just, what's going on? What are you doing out here, Dad? <laughs> what's going on? Exactly. Oh, fuck. Just <laughs> sitting there while I'm trying to catch up on emails <laughs> and I'm mad because the sun's not up yet but yeah it's it's just so it's so hard little little kids are so hard little kids are so hard because i mean but there is something so stressful about like the moment you open your eyes you have to be actively parenting yeah and so this is like getting ahead of that i'm like even if i have 10 minutes before i'm like actively parenting like my littlest is three and she is a complete maniac like yes she's 
the wildest kid. I Truly. never thought I'd have a kid so wilder than some of the beasts I wilder than with. the beasts. Okay, like I, <laughs> do you sometimes say that? <laughs> yeah, Girl, you are yeah. wilder than these beasts I work yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> people are like, "How do you like? You know, are you ever afraid?" I'm like, I can't wait to get into the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, know, I would rather you. face a den of bears. Oh my uh, god! And I'm holding one of their cubs than than a tantrum up with a three year old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, At least yeah. I know what to do. I've just come around to the idea of like, okay, so I am going to be more tired at the end of the weekend than at the end of the work week. week. Yeah. And that's okay. That's how it was meant to be for Mm -hmm. for a time. Mm -hmm. There's no TGIF. That's not real no more. No. No. And I think it took me a while. Like I was like, why are my week? Why am I not like loving these weekends? And it's I, like, and I do in spots, but I am very tired. I'm so sleepy. It's exhausted. Yeah, I'm so yeah. sleepy. You have, have you yeah. tried the Vietnamese coffee yet? <laughs> Miles, Jack, this is not going to help me in the long run. It's I know, just make but me I'm, wired for I've been three waiting days. to hear your report of how you had to chain yourself to a radiator in the basement because the the caffeine yeah. was just hitting too hard from the Vietnamese. I should do it on Halloween night. You can like sip it over the course of the day. You, I mean, that is a good point. Like with one of those, the Vietnamese coffee with the condensed milk, yeah, and sweet and delicious. It's easy, it's to, like, it's easy you to drink sip quickly. It, you sip it over the whole day. Yeah, and oh. you're you're totally. It's like a sustained fake. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I do it in one go and then have an existential crisis for the next <laughs> yeah. eight hours. So no, yeah. you got you got to pace yourself. Sweat through your chair. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Yikes! <laughs> like it's damp in here. Oh, it's yeah. my sweat. Yeah, amazing. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come mm-hmm. back, we're gonna get into the the hard hitting science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we'll we'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth, warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, Happier you. And we're back. We are. And so we want to take this opportunity to check in with you, Dr. Grant, about how you, as a scientist, perceive some of the news that we cover on a regular basis mm -hmm. and that is entering the zeitgeist on a regular basis. As the sign in my front yard will attest, in this house, we believe in science. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, but we we do believe we we don't think COVID was caused by five G. Okay, speak mm. for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> we don't think vaccines killed every celebrity who has died since twenty nineteen. Since before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> since before the pandemic. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. But, that's a good solid take. So I guess you'll be shocked to know Miles is not a scientist, but mm. I am mm. also not a scientist. Mm. How do you think about communicating? as a scientist to non-scientists, like how strategic are you when communicating with, with those of us who may not, I'm not going to confirm that I don't have a PhD in the science. <laughs> well, look, I think getting, I, I'm on uh, Reddit r slash science, so I okay. think I have okay. a good grasp on things, but mm -hmm. yes, how, mm -hmm. how would you, in a world of contentious information, what's, what's it like? What do you do? How do you, you speak know, to, to those You know, of us? I gotta say, I gotta say that I work really hard at it, and I am also gifted with a type of science that I do that is highly visual, right? Uh -huh. Like, there are, like, chemists out there, or people who study, like, microorganisms that it's harder for them to show the science as they're doing it, right? Or it might not right. be as interesting to look at. But I study large animals. I study large carnivores, bears, and lions, and mountain lions, and wolves, and and the science behind studying them might be very technical or like, you know, very mathy or very analytical, but kind of the basics of it are fun to look at. 
Mm. and highly engaging. So I just I get that benefit just automatically that like people might tune in. If I show like a hibernating bear, there's a huge science behind that. But the visual also speaks volumes. So there's that. And then I also want to just shout out how identity plays a huge role into how I approach science communication. And I even think how I got into it, because as a you know, I almost said a young black woman, but I should correct hey, that as fine. a as a millennial. No, no, we're still young. We're we, still we, young. We're still you, young. That used to mean young. <laughs> as a millennial black woman, I always was a part of my community, right? Like my professional community was always so different from my personal, my my you know social community. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was always telling stories about what I was doing to my community, which is predominantly black women my own age, right? Or maybe Mm. their brothers and their husbands or their boyfriends or, you know, Mm -hmm. my family. And so because there was such a disconnect between like ecologists and the people I spend my free time with, without really trying, without being purposeful, I would talk a lot about what I do or where I had been or why I was going these places or the cool stuff that I found. And so I found that just naturally storytelling or just science communication became a thing. And then, of course, I was also like growing up, I was such a nerd. So imagine me in college. I went to college in Atlanta and there was this wonderful black community. And I was the girl who was like obsessed with recycling, right? Like environmental Mm. health, like picking up litter. I was the recycling coordinator for my dorm, right? And so I was also that person, no matter what my identity was, that was like, knocking on people's dorm rooms and being like, it's recycling day. Like, bring me all of your bottles of 99 bananas or whatever. No, I'm collecting them. (laughs) I put them up on my cabinet. Gotta make a pyramid out of them. Put it next to my Grey Goose bottles. (laughs) (laughs) So they know I at one one point could afford Grey Goose. I have class. (laughs) So, So I think that in so many of the ways that I've been involved in science, there's been also a practice to it that you can see, right? You can see someone collecting recycling, right? But there's like a science behind why that's important and how it works. And you can see someone like hiking in the wilderness looking for a bear. And there's a science behind that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that I might have been super challenged in other ways, but I've just had this amazing benefit of what I do or what I care about and how visual it is. And how a person can kind of symbolize a lot of that. And so I haven't struggled too much. You know, I do get like, I do get the like comments on Facebook. I got, I recently got an email through my website about someone like kind of threatening me to tell a story the right way. Right. It was really Mm. interesting. What does that mean? There's a bird called the Atwater Prairie Chicken in central Texas. It's a highly endangered bird. It has this terrible name because the word chicken is in it. Right. But it's actually one of these like remarkable birds in the sage grouse family. So it has these like yellow cheeks that puff up really big and they do like one of those mating dances that you'd see on all the natural history shows. It's like an incredible bird. And this guy sent an email and he was like, you better, like, if your show does a story on the Atwater Prairie Chicken, you better do it right. Because so many other people have done it wrong. You know, it's one of those things where I was like, you don't even know what we're doing. You don't, yeah. you know, like, like, there's no context here. But he was like threatening me, like little <laughs> old me about this prairie chicken, you know. And so it's just very interesting that I do get 
people who don't like my communication. You know, I do get people who have find problems in it, usually for no good reason. Sure. But I right. don't get a lot of deniers when it That's comes good. to what I'm communicating. And and that is special. I just, to, con- to continue down this, because I think this is um, that's relevant, right? Because we're at such an era, too, where it's people are like, I got to see it to believe it mm-hmm. for a lot of scientific stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, I don't know how a vaccine works. Yeah. But then, like, <laughs> then I remember, right. like, the like, like what was it? The CDC's like, here's a fucking video, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm not going to watch like, that. That's ah, <laughs> fucking nonsense. But, like, for things that are measurable, right? And, like, for people, like, if seeing is believing a lot of times, how, I guess in that sense... How are you seeing climate change? Because this is another thing that people are like, it's cold today. Therefore, mm-hmm. like, sh- fine, shut up. But how are you seeing that sort of manifest in the physical world that of like these environments of the species that you study? Because that's one thing, like, obviously, you're not like an atmospheric scientist, but you very much do understand how climate is impacting animals. So in that sense, wh- how are you seeing this play out? Like at right. that scale, because I'm sure that's indicative to like the the sort of chain reaction that could happen with our uh, environmental systems. Right. And, you know, it's really interesting that you bring that up because I kind of want to put this disclaimer out that climate change impacts wild animals tremendously in a way that's not OK. But I think that we need to solve the issues of climate change to help people. Mm-hmm. first. You know, there's a lot for of people sure, who like sure. kind of care more about animals and people or they might oh, be yeah. more convinced to care if there's an animal story rather than a like, oh, people in this developing nation are suffering kind of story. It's like, but do you mm. see how they're how emaciated their dogs are? Exactly. Right. No, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. What? So I always want to point out like I like I live and breathe wild animals every day. I've dedicated my life to saving them and keeping them on this planet. And I think people are more important and it more urgently need saving, right? Because climate sure. change is devastating entire communities of people right now. With that said, bears, right? Bears are a perfect example. I've been studying bears for 13 years, and we're seeing how climate change is impacting all different kinds of bears. So one of the things that we love about bears as like Americans is that they hibernate in the winter. It gets cold, and they go into their den, and they hibernate, and they sleep for, you know, two four, six months at a time. Well, they actually need all kinds of environmental cues to enter hibernation, right? So it's not like they just like look at a calendar and yeah. say like, oh my gosh, it's November 15th. It's like the time to, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. time to go, right? It's like their ecosystem has to signal to them winter is coming. The temperature drops, maybe precipitation increases, maybe get some snow, right? The trees stop producing food, The other animal species they eat, whether it's fish or deer, go away. Everyone is locking down and there's nothing to eat. That's when bears' chemical balance changes and uh, hibernation starts. Their metabolism slows down, right? That's like body chemistry within them. But that's not going to work if it stays warm, right? If the trees keep producing, if the bunny rabbits keep hopping around, that, that doesn't happen. So in some of the places that I've studied black bears in the western United States, There have been these winters recently where the temperature hasn't dropped and the snow hasn't fallen until like February. And so the bears have remained active 
But then when February comes and in one week it's, you know, three months of snow and everything shuts down, they're not hibernating already. Their bodies haven't gotten into that hibernation state. They might not be able to get there in time and they may starve or they may freeze to death or they may die or they may come into your garage and look for a warm place and some food. So we're finding that climate change not only impacts like the bear's perception of what season it is and whether or not it's time to hibernate, but it could also increase conflicts with people, right? Because they kind of freak out. They're like, all I need is some food. It was available last week. It's not this week. So where can I find it? In your trash can. And that is also a problem. It's got to be hard just like on their natural, like if they're not getting the rest that they had in the past, right? Like the, the doesn't that affect them as you well? You know, it's, it, it. Are they cranky? It, <laughs> they, they are cranky. Bears are a lot like us. They just are, they're hungry. They have, they're, they're hangry, I should I say. I need my three months of sleep in the winter. They're, they're like, hangry. Like as do I. Yeah. There are bears in warm places where they never hibernate. So there are bears in Florida, okay, right? Like in the Everglades, it's swampy, it's warm, and they don't hibernate in the winter. But let me clarify that setting up a hibernation den is the most important and the most critical for surviving periods where there's no food, right? So like classic winter when there's no food. And female bears give birth in hibernation. They need to set up a hibernation den. They need to slow down their metabolism. They need to go into a hibernation state in order to give birth. Because when they do, they give birth every January. Every bear that's ever lived in the history of North American bears has given birth in January. Every single one. It's the most. Really? I'm gonna it's have, like my I'm gonna, favorite sorry, fact. Sorry, Doctor. I'm gonna have to fact check that. I'm fact have to check, check it. No, go. Like you have that. my. You have my permission. They're born in January. Let me the call babies. Tim Ferriss really quick. <laughs> Did they realize how much better they'd get at hockey if they were born a little bit later? Oh, just slightly later. Oh wow, you're really going to Malcolm that Gladwell, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was doing my PhD research in the Lake Tahoe area on black bears, we would just give every bear a January first birthday. And right. it was more about it was less about when they were born and more about what year, right? As opposed right, right, to like right, right, what right. day or what month, just January. And so the moms, the mama bears, like have to stay in their den for, you know, 16, 20 weeks because they give birth to these one pound, like hairless, kind of blind little cubs, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're 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 little. Bears are huge, right? Bears are bigger than people, and they give birth to these tiny little, like fist-sized cups. Right. I mean, I personally am jealous. Like, human beings should be able to do that, right? Like, we are smaller, and we give birth to these enormous babies, and it tears us apart. So, bears, they have these, like, nice little births. The babies just slip out, right? And then they just nurse from their moms in the protection of this hibernation den for a couple of months, like two or three months, and then they emerge from the den altogether. So the mama bear needs to prepare for hibernation by packing on the pounds, getting as fat as she possibly can in order to not eat, not drink, not urinate, not defecate, and just birth and nurse some babies for several months. And if the climate is not giving her that signal that it's time to do that, then she won't be ready. And the like if we play it out to the worst possible outcome, it's that like the cycle gets disrupted, disrupted to the point that the the population just begin dwindling. That's right. We just stop having 
births, like successful births, right? right. So and it's you, less about, yeah. sometimes people are worried about like hunting them, right? Like outright killing of them. And it's more about like females of reproductive age, like having successful births over and over. That's, if we don't have that, then we don't have a future of the species. You said something really interesting earlier that I wanted to touch back on. They don't, and I was always curious about this, they don't poop or pee that whole time? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I always yeah. wondered how that, I don't know. I remember so, as a kid hearing that, I'm like, they got to poop a little bit, probably. They, they, but they're so, sleeping. Okay, okay. So right? let me just say, because scientists okay. are always going to give a good, like, it depends. Right. So here's my yeah, scientist. Yeah, yeah. It depends for accuracy. Uh-huh. There haven't been a lot of studies done on hibernating bears. You can imagine why. Right. Mm. Like it is very hard to study them. these animals. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it seems so cozy in there. I would yeah. be all about that. If you hey, need hey, somebody hey, to go hey, in there, you peeing? all right cool i'll be back in a couple hours yeah like it's just it's like pretty dangerous and like they don't want to be bothered and a lot of these things are very important and then it's hard to study hibernation in captive bears like at the zoo because again their food source doesn't go away in the winter time and so they often don't hibernate because they're like i'm i'm cool i'm chilling i have like a, a heater and a you know person who brings me food so there aren't a lot of studies on this but what we found is that in this metabolic state that they enter, they recycle all of their waste and urine. So that's why they don't drink anything. And they're, they're, the liquid in their body is being recycled like over right. and over. It's fascinating. And there's a lot that we can learn about um, human health and, you know, biomedicine from studying hibernating bears. In fact, Recycling, there are some yeah. hypotheses that their plasma changes. So we can detect the chemical changes down to the blood and the plasma level. And their organs are actually preserved because the like just from recycling molecular like components of their plasma changes. I've had a researcher come to the field with me in Minnesota who was a cardiologist and was studying, you know, human hearts. And the idea was that they wanted to take a blood sample from a hibernating bear, which we were able to do, not without drama, but we were able to do it. And they wanted to see if the blood of a hibernating bear could preserve human organs, because we need a way <laughs> to make organ donors' organs oh, last right. longer. Rather because than like that when there's an organ window, right? donor and there's a recipient somewhere in a hospital waiting for a lung or a heart or a kidney often the organ will die in transport because we don't have a good way to keep them alive. But apparently bear blood, hibernating bear blood, might be the thing we need to, like, if we can replicate it to figure out how to preserve organs for double the amount of time so that more lives can be saved by organ donors. Right. That's Man. incredible. See, this is and learning new stuff, too. I'm going to start going poop and pee in the recycling can. Yeah. I was, right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is, I, I think we got what you were Recycle saying. Recycle your waste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To live I mean, longer. you know, talking about the vaccine and, you know, the like there is a lot of people who had some ideas about how you could recycle your own. Oh, yeah, your pee. To yeah, you're in there. Help protect you from. Jack, COVID. why don't we. I think you don't, just endorsed yeah. that, right? So we can just move yeah, along. Yeah, that's, that's basically. Let's get past the joke stuff, Jack. Summary. Let's. Why don't you, you want to ask a serious question? Yeah. Okay. So okay. you wake up and you're a bear. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I have an answer to this that I'll give first, but like, what's the first thing you're doing? Like, I personally feel like showing the other bears water slides w- 
would be high on my They're list. They're going to love it. They're going to love I it. I feel like bears would love water slides. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've seen a bear, like I've seen them enjoy a pool. Uh-huh. I've seen them enjoy hammocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love a hammock. But like a water slide park, like me and my bear friends go ride on water slide park. Yeah, it sounds pretty fun. What would what would yours be other than that? Obviously, what would that's be number the one. first? I guess thing realistically, but yeah, sure. That I do as a bear. I mean, you know, they're just so motivated by hunger, as am I. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing I might do is like hit up like a buffet. Mm. You know, like like a good like what's a good buffet? I mean, Sizzler is classic, at yeah. least yeah. in my family. Pizza Hut salad bar. Oh, from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Pizza Hut salad bar. I think Ruby <laughs> oh, yeah, Tuesdays used to have yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, oh, yeah, time, yeah, machine. Yeah, time machine. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a solid buffet, I mm. think, would be what I do. But I might also like, you know, what's funny is that what people talk to me about bears all the time, right? And so often they'll bring up like Yogi Bear, right? Mm. The cartoon. And they'll uh-huh. talk about like picnic baskets and like mm. going for a picnic and all picnic, that kind of stuff. Yes. And I'm like, maybe that would be cute. Maybe if I woke up as a bear, I might be like, hey, let's let's like let's actualize this. Let's like go for a picnic at a picnic table in a public park and blow people's minds. You know, yeah. like, let's just like <laughs> screw with people and make this whole Yogi Bear story real. Yeah. And, you know, do that. Play the part. I, I like that. Sorry, we're just furiously crossing off the five Yogi Bear questions that we yeah. have up next. All right, never mind. Not that one. Those might come off as hack now. Um, <laughs> what's another one? Oh, okay. So to that point, right, about, you know, uh, bears taking a pie off a windowsill and things mm-hmm. like this. So we constantly read stories or I'm constantly seeing stories of like, you know, black bear shows up in a backyard and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the species are increasing. The BBC over the summer was like, Bears are returning to the Alps. Here's what you need to do to avoid, you know, having a horrible encounter. We're in how to stay safe in bear territory. Some things feel and then other things I've read about how I think Louisiana may have a bear hunting season for the first time in a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And that like populations are, are are rising to levels where before it seemed like it was pretty fraught with potential mm-hmm. of like, you know, extinction. Are these stories like are they part of a bigger picture? Are there people who are just looking at these bear communities being like trying to other the bears and make them feel like a threat and how we have to control them? Or is it something that has to be hunted? That's one thing I'm seeing constantly aside from also locally, especially in like LA people who live near the Angeles national forest, Uh increased anecdotes and like local news about bears Mm -hmm. like showing up. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious from your perspective, is it like, this is a good thing? Like, right. Mm -hmm. Like, like conservation's Mm -hmm. working and Mm -hmm. we're able to like help repopulate or this is, or it's 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 fine lines. Where 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 are we I've at got with all the bear stories? So much to say about this. I'm gonna save the hunting stuff. Okay. Because I have a personal opinion about hunting, and I have a professional opinion, and they're different. Okay. But to answer your first question, I just want here's a little anecdote. When I was in grad school, my advisor said to me, he had been studying carnivores for his whole professional career, and he said to me, when it comes to carnivores. People think there's either too few or too many. They never think there's the right number. Mm. Mm -hmm. And man, oh, man, does that ring true? Because when bears are on the endangered species list, like people are like, save the bears. We love bears. We got to get more bears. Bring them back by any means necessary. And once we get like 
a good number of bears around and they're like, oh, look, I my ancestors used to live here. I'm going to come back to this space all of a sudden. Right. Like people are ringing the alarm like bears are everywhere. They've returned. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? They're eating your puppies. So so that's like my thing. I, I would actually I would I would call on everyone listening to really think about like like where do you fit in this? Like you do care about wild animals and you care when there's not enough of them. But when there's like plenty or when they're doing well and when you see them, does that mean there's too many or does that mean you're uncomfortable? Because mm-hmm. I think that's a huge huge difference. Because like on one hand, when it comes to black bears, like we've been doing conservation on them for several decades. It's been working pretty well and black bear populations are rebounding. But there's not like so many black bears, right? I mean, right. considering how many there used to be before like, you know, the colonization of North America, there's a fraction of that number here today, right? There's no right. habitat for them. I mean, like, you, you know, you look at New York City. New York City used to have bears before it was New York City, and now you're not going to find a bear anywhere near there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like San Francisco, Los Angeles, grizzly bears, like, walked in those spaces. You're not going to find grizzly bears in California. So I have such a strong, like, pushback on people who are like, there's so many, they're everywhere, they're in my backyard. So it's like, well, it's their backyard, actually. That's like, right, they're in right. their backyard. Like, they're, they're at their house. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like they came first. Bears point. existed in North America, from <laughs> what we can tell side. from, like, the evolutionary right. timeline. They were here before people, before indigenous people, before any human beings walked on the continent of North America, as far as we know. Black bears were here first. And so this is their land and we need them, right? Like they help to control the herbivore population, which helps control the vegetation community. And that gives us deeper roots in the soil and that prevents erosion. And that's a really big issue. I mean, there's a lot of reasons we need these predators. Okay. The next thing I'll say is that COVID, man, oh man, COVID actually plays into this because when the world shut down and everyone had to start working from home in 2020, we started like noticing shit. Like people mm-hmm. started like looking out their window and being like, oh my gosh, there's a coyote out there. Oh my <laughs> gosh, right. have you seen how many raccoons are in the trash? Oh my gosh. The combination of people being home and being able to notice what happens in and around their home and also like not going out at night, right? Like we're not going to the club. We're not like going to places. We're just yeah, like we're on around. bear watch. Right. We're yeah. on bear watch. We can hear. We can notice people spending more time in wild places, right? Like when we were able to travel again in COVID, it was safer to be in nature than other places. And then technology, everyone has like a ring camera, right? Like you used to have a doorbell and now you right. have a camera at your door. Everyone is able, and they have a camera at the front door, at the back door, all around the the house. Doorbells have cameras. The doorbells have cameras. Like, there's so much monitoring. (laughs) There's also, like, I'm flashing my iPhone at y'all because when I first started studying bears, we didn't have cameras with phones or phones with cameras. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Camera phones. And... Now we do. So like the amount of bears that I can show that I'm working on today when I do field work is an order of magnitude bigger than before. So anyone who interacts with a bear in 2023 can prove it 
can show it, can put it on the internet, can spread this information. Whereas 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you just had the story to tell and it didn't get very far. I didn't believe they existed. It was like Bigfoot to me. I didn't think they were real. It was Yogi Bear. I was like, no, that's that's a cartoon, you fools. And then, sure enough. And then I got attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Sure enough, it was one of those real ones (laughs) Um, that I was talking to. (laughs) There's like this combination of things, right? There's just a combination of things. Like, yes, there are more bears. There's not very many more bears. Like, it's going well. It's going well. There's more coyotes. There's not that many more coyotes. There's more coyotes caught on your nest camera, right? right? That's what it is. Like, you just didn't know that coyotes were minding their own business on your property, you know, five years ago. But now you know, and now you have a feeling about it. And so there are so many scientists, a lot of folks, especially I have to highlight, like UC Berkeley has this incredible lab, the Shell Lab, S-C-H-E-L-L, run by a black man who's a wonderful wildlife ecologist. And they primarily study like urban carnivores, and they are actually using data from Nextdoor. You know that terrible like app yeah. where people yeah. are racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what kind of data are they getting? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, I was, how those people are selling stuff outside on the right. corner. Oh my again? gosh! So that like, filter like out all of the discriminatory like posts on racism and right. anti-homeless rhetoric, yeah. and you get people talking about animals, and they're actually using data from next door to kind of measure, like, are people reporting seeing wildlife more often than before? And the answer is yes. So we have like a few more animals, but a lot more reporting, a lot more discussions, a lot of people sharing it and seeing it. And I think that's good. I think it normalizes wildlife being around, but people got to like stop worrying that they're not going to be okay. Because it's like, when was the last time a coyote like killed somebody? We right. don't have that. Like, that doesn't happen. A bear. Or a dingo ate like, my baby, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. not like you're okay. Like, you're safe. You just might not feel comfortable. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it gets to, to your point about awareness. Like, the more I see it, the more I'm like, I actually see more videos of bear encounters where people, like, successfully are just like, who know what they're doing. And, like, the mm-hmm. bear leaves. Mm-hmm. And that's actually given me a little bit more of being like, okay, they're not out here to fucking eat our pies. You know, they're Mm-mm. just doing their thing. Mm-mm. And if you if you happen to have an encounter, there is a way to exit without being like, get your fucking gun, Tom. All this bear, <laughs> all this bear pie fear-mongering is getting out of hand. <laughs> and it's unbearable, actually. Okay, Miles. We need to wage a campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back. And I, I want to ask about bear videos, just generally, because I, I think... You've mentioned it a couple of times, but bear videos rule. They probably make your job a little bit easier. So we're going to talk. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth. Warming the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. And we're back. We are. And yeah, so I mean... Cat videos is the thing. Everyone's like, the internet full of cat videos. Bear videos for me, for my money, better. They rule. So first of all, do you, like, is it annoying to you as somebody with the superior animal to cat? Yeah. The, like, are you like, ugh, enough with the so cat videos. Talk? Have you yeah. seen these the Russian guys videos. whose best friends are literally a bear? I have to out? say, I have to say, I don't want to offend anybody who's Uh-oh. listening. Oh, boy. But like, I get sent so many bear videos. And you're like, I get leave me alone. So every day, like whether yeah. it's okay, like okay, people on, I know on. on text, DMs. Sure, sure. Hold on. Have you seen this one, though? <laughs> Check this one out. This is one where the bear catches bread. Yeah. Oh, catches a piece of bread. <laughs> have you seen this Look. one? Look at yeah. this. So this one? first, this sits back. Oh, sits back. So <laughs> impressive. So and good. this is probably not advisable. Hello. Hi. Bears start waving. Throw a piece Throws of bread. A slice of bread. Oh no, look, oh, no look catch. No look catch. Yes. Oh my God. So you seen that one? No. Okay, it's... okay. How about this other one? Uh, <laughs> that okay, was but sorry, so impressive. Sorry, it's okay, so that impressive. was impressive. Okay. Thank you. The catch go, was yeah. impressive. The catch was impressive. I'm never going to champion, like, captive bears, like, yeah, in a sure, questionable sure, 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 facility. Behind. Like, I yeah. study wild bears. 
Yeah. Okay. But that, that bear was behind the smallest fence I've ever seen. <laughs> but it was like chicken wire. I yeah. was like, I'm sorry. Is okay, sure. That's an but, extremely tame bear. Yeah. Right. Okay, got it. Like I I I love watching bears enjoy a hammock. I I particularly uh-huh. feel like that is like because they they are perfectly physically expressing the weird, unstable feeling of getting in a hammock for the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that if you like had a genius comedic actor like doing <laughs> a routine with a hammock. This is kind of like the, the so this one is two little cub, baby cubs oh, doing. It says woman records rowdy bear cubs playing on her yeah. hammock. They're the, so rowdy. They look half like, you know, they're perfectly Im- inhabiting the weirdness of being on a hammock and half they just look like if you gave my kids oh my a little bit of sugar and let them and they flipped over. In a, that's in a so real. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. That's so real. Like hammocks are super awkward. And <laughs> they're just having the weirdest time. And it's like, who really spends that much time in a hammock? Because yeah. you're like, it's yeah. just so awkward. And you never feel totally yeah. like, like, you know, stable. But then sometimes they get in there and they're really, they're soaking it yeah. in. And yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Bears the, love to play you know especially the cubs like like baby animals love to play but the cubs are so much like human beings like we can just see it and when a bear is good and full it has time to play and so we get a lot of those videos of like bears splashing around people's swimming pools or like like sitting you know in their hot tubs (laughs) or like you know playing on the hammock or going on the swing because they're curious and they like to play and that is one of the reasons that they show up in the other kind of video, right? Like where they're trained. That's the reason that like we used to see bears in the circus, yeah, right? right? All the time. It's like they are easily trained. They're really smart animals. They are very agile, right? Like their bodies work in ways a lot like ours. And so they 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 have fun. As long as their belly, I'm going to say it again, as long as their belly is full, honey, like yeah. then they can have a good time. And I think Same. that is just so endearing about them. And, and right, like relatable, yeah. relatable. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to show you this other one. How to I haven't seen the video, but it has a really freaky title. It says 85 bears destroy patriots. Oh, my God. It's a it's just apparently a group. Not on my watch. A group of like 85 bears. I don't know. Have you seen? Have you Mm. do you know of these specific bears? Mm. There's 85 of them. Apparently one of them is called the refrigerator. (laughs) <laughs> and another one is called Walter Payton. By any chance. And yeah, a sports team. Yes. Oh shit. No, oh. you're okay. This is mm. the 80 this is the Super Bowl. Cut this. Mm. Never mind. Okay. Justin, cut Justin, that one. Got to cut that one. Cuz I don't want to look stupid with I just I just want to point out I think it would be amazing one day to like work with athletes to see what in fact they know about the animal they're representing cuz like mascots rep- are always <laughs> animals. It's like the yeah. timber wolves or the eagles right. or the bears. Right. But it's like, do these people like have any like knowledge of the animals? Yeah. I should be a consultant. I should just go. I to clearly all the don't. Yeah. You could, you could just games. live in Chicago. The Bears, the Cubs. Do a little like, science communication because everyone comes to a football game for science, you know? Yeah. Like, it yeah. Just be a Swift. Perfect fit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. So I'm I, feel, gonna... I thought you were going to say I, it would be fun to one day set 85 Bears loose against <laughs> 85 self-described Patriots because yeah. that would be. Uh, I see think we'd that... have similar results. Yeah. <laughs> 85 feral hogs. Yeah. <laughs> on your property. Oh, my gosh. Do you think the Christmas episode of The Bear needed to be a full hour? Oh, I haven't seen The Bear. Oh, okay. All okay. Right. 
Okay. Like, wait, wait, really? this is what I That's wanted so to say before to when I was like, I don't want to offend anybody out there because people send me bear stuff all day long. Like mostly people that I'm friends with, like people, my friends and family send me bear stuff constantly. Like for, for gifts, I'm always getting like bears bear stuff oh, as no. gifts, right? Mm. Like I want folks to know, like I care about bears so much. It is my life. But, like, after, like, 5 p.m., like, I care way less about what bears are doing. Like, okay. it's, like, it's, like, a 9 to 5 and, like, maybe a little bit on the weekends. Like, I can't be obsessed with bears constantly. Okay. Like, I, okay. like I, I can't. It's not Same. my identity. Okay. So, so I guess it sounds like to... we only have four and a half hours left to keep asking you these questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, how about, some, how about this, though? Considering the fact that, you know, bears occupy your nine to five, what's right. something right. scientifically, because you do have, you know, you're around other learned scientists, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's like a scientific breakthrough that has caught your attention from, you know, like, what's, what's, what's got you excited when you're around these other scientists sciencing it up? Ooh, oh my gosh. I have so many friends doing so much work. I Okay, here's something. Here's something. Like, just as a, a brief departure from bears, like, wolves are doing some amazing stuff. And I'm friends with some of the researchers who are studying the wolves that are coming into California. So, like, the state of California hasn't had wolves in a hundred years or something like that, or maybe over a hundred years. Mm -hmm. And wolf conservation has been going on in Oregon. And naturally, like without anyone helping or tempting them, they are coming into California and some of them are traveling down south. We had a wolf two years ago that made it all the way to L.A. County. Wow. From Oregon. That went on his wow. own. He had a he had a GPS collar on, and then it died like around the central coast. And unfortunately, the reason we know he got so far was because he was hit by a car down at LA Also, County. a car was the undoing of that? Oh, what a Got journey. hit by a car after that huge journey. But it looks like wolves are repopulating where they used to live in California on their own. Conservation has done like a little bit in Oregon, but not a lot in California. And it's a powerful story to me because it's this like triumph and perseverance and like you know, a reclamation of like land, right? right. That yeah. was once theirs that they were literally killed off of. It's not like people removed them and took them somewhere else. They were shot to death and yeah. killed. And they just kind of innately back. figured out like this is the spot. This is they're where coming back. we belong. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, they're not going to be, again, they're not going to be like in your backyard, but they're going right. to be in these forests and in these mountains and in these landscapes where they used to once live. And to me, that's just so special. So I'm following that closely. And there's some colleagues of mine here in the California kind of academic space that are doing that work. And I'm a big fan. That's cool. Do you have a favorite real bear? Like, is there a you're big like, old 285 guy or like girl out there who you're just like every time i see their tracks or their leavings yeah it's like doing something cool with being a bear with yeah like bear well hood. like i'm i'm basic like this is how i'm like basic i don't know are we allowed to curse on this show yeah no, okay yeah, so this is. is where i'm like a basic bear bitch right it's like <laughs> there's a bear okay. called 399 and she's uh. the famous bear like like if you know of individual bears in America, then you know who 399 is. If you've never thought of this before, I suggest you look up Bear 399. She lives in the Tetons in Wyoming. 
And she's super old. She's fabulous. She's super old, but she keeps having litters of cubs. And people keep waiting for her to die, but she keeps showing up with babies. And she's just like this incredible mom. She's given birth to, she's a grizzly bear, I should say. So it is also right. extra special. Grizzly bears are an endangered species. So she's a grizzly bear. She's lived in Wyoming for many, many years. Three ninety nine. She just keeps having babies, honey. Like she is fertile and fabulous and super old. So she's wow. my favorite. And if anyone has a favorite bear out there, it's probably three ninety nine. That's so wild. <laughs> there's even an, there's an IG account called She's Grizzly Bear 399. Fabulous. I am telling you, like, fabulous. Like, get into 399. Okay. Because, yeah, out here, everybody was all about P22. You know what I mean? Which is everybody a mountain lion. Was, like, yeah. he was wonderful. May he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now we can shift our focus to 399. 399. Yeah. Do we want to probably ask one of our, probably, like, more serious questions before we sign off here? Yeah. Do you, do you have one that you're... Yeah trying to yeah get in there okay yeah I, I figure while we have you here dr ray like what's like the worst dump you ever seen an animal do <laughs> a poop yeah oh i spend so much time with animal poop right I, right so like, like what's I the worst one through it with my hands like dr grant in jurassic yeah. park right see meant to be meant <laughs> exactly to be. shout out for that synchronicity there you go although it was laura dern who really dug went up to the hilt, up to the arm, up to the shoulder. Yeah, but she had a, like that glove on. Remember yeah. that scene? Laura Dern, if you're listening to this, I'm your neighbor. I li We live close to each wow. other. C come find me. Let's talk. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about sticking our whole arm into Big Pile. Let's talk yeah, about how I will never not be rich. <laughs> the most, one of the more iconic lines <laughs> oh, yeah, from Big funny. Little Lies. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I just sent a whole bunch of bear, mountain lion, and bobcat poop off to a laboratory to get it mm -hmm. analyzed to see what these animals are eating, right? Because a really good way to figure out, like, what the bears and the lions I'm studying are eating is to, like, look at what's in their poop. And if I can't yeah. tell, you send it to a lab and they tell you, like, what's in it. So I'm actually, like, hoping to find some interesting information that, like, my bears are eating like a lot of wild pigs or like Ooh. deer or, you know, yeah. like the big awesome stuff. So honestly, like I just am so desensitized to giant like piles of poop right. from yeah, large you animals. Yeah, you excited to see them. I also have a toddler at home, right? Yeah. right? So yeah. it's like it's at work, it's at home, like poop has become my life. Yeah. I Okay, but like, what's the worst? I'm sorry to get keep hard. What's the <laughs> okay, worst? Okay, okay, one? okay. Have you I ever will... like sent it off to the lab with have... just like a nasty written next to it? <laughs> yeah, like, just like the... nasty. Be so careful, the thing about X. bears, again, they're like a lot like people. Maybe this is TMI, but like depending on what bears eat, it just shows up in their poop, right? So right. like, bear poop can look super different. It could be <laughs> like it could be full of like berry seeds right like just mm. like totally full of seeds you could get a big pile and it's like red in color because it's like they ate all these berries and there's all these seeds in it big pile or maybe a bear like went into a beehive right and like ate a whole bunch of honey and honeycomb and then you're going to get a big pile of poop that's like a darker color and it has oh. bees in it like the actual insects are they like eat the dead in that they eat the bees and it like goes through their system and you'll get like little bee butts in the pile of poop and then sometimes oh. bears eat a lot of fish, right? Like, let's say there's like a river 
or a stream and it's fall and the f- salmon are spawning and that's when it's, it's super gross because it's just like this black tarry poop and it has this like fishy smell and it's more liquidy right oh, yeah. like you'd think because it was protein it would be firmer but it's yeah, not because yeah, they eat like the fat like they eat like the brains of the fish and like the right. eggs so it's all like loosey black like yeah bleh, like gross Ugh. yeah super gross. gross okay so the worst kind of poop is a bear that's been eating a bunch of fish yeah I, the I grossest, told you, man. yeah, the grossest. Okay. The grossest. All right, yeah, you're right, Jack. I, I, I was gonna say it was if they've been eating candy. Yeah, me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of like me. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the poops you find the in in woods, like people sometimes they're like, "Does a bear poop in the woods?" And I mm-hmm. know the answer to that, and mm-hmm. I don't quietly have a panic attack because I don't know the answer to that, and everybody else seems to. But just like in your professional, yeah, if you had to guess, like, does yeah, bears, bear, true. bears do poop in the woods. Bears poop wherever they are. Yes. Okay. Good. That's, that's, that's so that's good thought. to have confirmed. I mean, I've always known that. I've always yeah. known that. And I was yeah. not just being falsely confident. Now I you can agree. say that to your kids with confidence, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Uh, Dr. Ray Wingrant, thank you so much for joining us, yeah. for putting up with us. My pleasure. What a pleasure. Where where can people find you, follow you, hear you, see you, all that good stuff? Ooh, follow me. I'll talk about bears amongst other things. I love a good social follow, so all my handles are the same, at Ray Wingrant. That's R-A-E-W-Y-N-N-G-R-A-N-T. Check go. out my website. It's new, or it will be new in like a week or two. So okay. that's raywingrant.com. And check out my podcast, Going Wild with Dr. Ray Wingrant. It's, PB- it's for PBS, Nature. You can get it wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever whatever app you use, that's where you can find it. And check out my new television show, Wild Kingdom, which is on NBC every Saturday and streaming on Peacock every single Sunday. NBC. I've heard of them. They're, yeah, yeah, they're one of the channels. You know, notable. Yeah. 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 They have SNL and they have my show. So, yeah, that's that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. And is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? I really love my podcast and my TV show, but um, I will just say, I mean, like, if you want to know, like, who I am after hours, I have been loving this show on Netflix. My husband and I watch it, like, like together, and maybe this is how I'm just like a bear that I'm constantly hungry. But it's called American Barbecue Showdown, and like, you never knew a show about meat like could be so entertaining so like my husband and i stay up late and we watch american barbecue showdown on netflix and that is a piece of media that i'm enjoying so i guess i'm just just like a bear i just can't get enough food there you go amazing well thank you so much for joining us miles where can people find you follow you work in media you've been enjoying at miles of gray all over the place where you got them uh in the angeles national forest looking for the grossest animal poops imaginable uh for my (laughs) other instagram at worst nature poops uh and then you can find us on our basketball podcast miles and jack got mad boosties Boosties. where just the preseason delivers i don't know why people are getting mad but People look this great in preseason. We're seeing something really cool. People are getting uh, mad that they look this good. There are people being like, "Calm down, it's preseason." It's like I don't care. This guy's so fun. Freaking giants out here windmilling on us all. Yeah. And then you can find me on our night on my ninety day fi- uh, ninety day fiance podcast, four twenty day fiance, and also the Good Thief. That's a true crime one, but it doesn't have any killing. It's only about kidnapping millionaires and giving the money to poor people. It's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. A tweet I like is from uh, Ron Iver at Ronui R O N N U I underscore tweeted. 
Twitter ads in 2021. Try drinking a refreshing Pepsi when you see a movie, smiley face. Twitter ads in 2023. My name is Mike the Ratman, and I discovered the real Pizza Hut. <laughs> it's so fucking true. <laughs> so I just love the tone of that. <laughs> so fucking real. Amazing. Tweet I've been enjoying. Mert at Mert Century tweeted, hitting a vape that's attached to a desk by one of those chains they have on the pens at the bank. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Footnote. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, is there a song that you think the people might enjoy? I think you're going to like this one. This is from a UK rapper in it, uh, Names Bliss, N-A-M-E-S-B-L-I-S-S. Uh, and a really cool, I just, first of all, I got attracted to the, the track It's called Iniesta flow, obviously a reference to the great Spanish footballer, Andres Iniesta. Uh, but the lyrics are great. And sometimes hearing rap in that beautiful UK accent, this is like, it's like an entirely new genre. Uh, but the, the, the beat on it is really dope too. So for, you know, geriatric millennials of a certain age, you're going to like this one. It's called Iniesta flow. Amazing. Well, we will link off to that in the footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We will talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching, uh, great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors, Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. It made your tummy feel good. That is HealthAid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make HealthAid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You.